You're here to listen, and I'm here to talk. This is Spirit Signal with Justin Gleason, a God, Bible, and Church podcast, bringing you excellence in Pentecostal podcasting. I love podcast listeners. I have found them to be very loyal, smart, and delightful people. So let's you and I stay connected. Please consider subscribing, giving a great review and rating, and telling your friends about this podcast. Also follow me on Facebook pages, Instagram, and Twitter at Justin C. Gleason. This generation wants good reception to the voice of God. And I have dedicated this podcast to helping people understand what God is saying, what God is speaking, to give you wisdom, understanding, and knowledge of the will of God, the depths of God. I want to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. Out of the top five things that people ask me, spiritual gifts is in the top five. The number one, the number one question I usually get is, uh, how do I hear the voice of God? And we've talked about that in other recent episodes, and we'll do a nice series on that in the weeks to come. But, you know, I was just praying and uh, asking the Lord what I should talk about. I had a few ideas, and one of them was the gifts of the Spirit. And I called a friend of mine. And I asked God for a sign. I asked God for a sign. Lord, what am I going to talk about? Do I talk about this? Do I talk about that? Do I talk about the gifts of the Spirit? And I called a friend of mine, and the first thing he started talking to me, talking to me about was the gifts of the Spirit. And so I just kind of took that as a sign, you know. And a lot of preachers do this. A lot of preachers do this. The only thing worse than not having a sermon when you walk to the pulpit is having about five to seven sermons, and all of them are powerful. But I just oftentimes will wait and just kind of listen what I observe. I'll sometimes observe what the worship team is singing about, uh, what other people are talking about, what I might just see in the media. And I just kind of take those visual signs what to talk about. So I feel that this is very appropriate. I think it's uh, interesting to people and people want to get used in it. Uh, The gifts of the Spirit are special. My idea about the gifts of the Spirit is be natural with the supernatural. Be natural with the supernatural. If you obey this principle, you will never be weird. You will never uh, be looked at as as a fool or an idiot. But if you can learn to just simply be natural with the supernatural, you will always protect yourself. Nobody will get offended. There will be no damage done. You won't be sat down. You won't have any setbacks, and uh, you're never going to get uplifted in pride. And uh, all these things sadly happen when a lot of people start venturing out in the gifts of the Spirit. So go into the gifts of the Spirit with that. Be natural with the supernatural. And what does that mean? It means if you have a word for somebody, and it's very personal, it's uh, very deep, it's stuff that really is none of your business, and perhaps God shares it with you, You don't have to tell that person everything you know. You don't have to get up in their face and get up in their business. But instead, you can just gently, quietly maybe come up to them and say, you know, the Lord laid you on my heart. And I just want to encourage you to keep serving the Lord, obeying the word, and uh, love your family. That's all you got to say. And chances are they're going to know exactly what you're talking about. And you didn't expose the secret. You didn't tell them everything you knew. You just just dropped a line there. 
So, uh, and uh, the examples will kind of come out, you know, kind of as we get into this. But yeah, be natural with the supernatural. Stop being weird. That's one of the stereotypes that a lot of gifted people have is they just get so crazy and weird and awkward whenever the gifts of the Spirit start to move. Uh, was Jesus weird? Was he weird when he cast out devils? No. Was he weird when he told the woman at the well about her five husbands? No. <laughs> there wasn't any of that. So I don't know where the weirdness came from. A lot of it, I think, is thematics. A lot of it is uh, just simply an act to get attention. But the true prophets of God, like you look at Brother Tom Barnes, Brother Billy Cole, there's really not a lot of thematics. It's very cut and dry, and that's how God moves because that's the way God is. Okay, the gifts of the Spirit are found in a list. They're really all throughout the Bible, but in a list form in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, verse 1. The Apostle Paul says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. <laughs> yeah, because there was some ignorance. Ignorance going on there. Charlie Mahaney, ignorant. Ignorant. <laughs> There's ignorance going on there. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But to one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So the apostle opens up to the Corinthian church saying, at one time you were a pagan people carried away by dumb idols, uh, meaning they were practicing in their seances, their pagan rituals, things that the demonic spirits behind these idols would control them to do, and they would work through demonic giftings. And they were carried away however they were, Paul says. And Paul is teaching that there is a difference between how the pagans operate in the spirit realm and the Christian realm. And the main difference is order. The main difference is order. The main difference is having a good flow, not of not a spirit of confusion, not a spirit of guilt, not a spirit of rebuke, but the spirit of edification and the spirit of love, joy, peace, hope, all of that, uh, which is why the fruit of the Spirit is important to partner with the gifts of the Spirit and also the uh, Beatitudes. But specifically, I want to give details and Bible examples of the gifts of the Spirit today. We're not going to do all nine that are listed here, but I've broken them up into categories of threes, nine of them into three parts. And uh, evangelist Doug Kleindenst has done this. Uh, so some of the best teachings I've ever heard on the gifts of the Spirit are from Brother Kleindenst. So uh, check out his website, Doug, DougKleindenst.org. Also follow him on social media. He has a great YouTube channel as well, uh, teachings about the gifts of the Spirit. And I'm going to give uh, my kind of insight on this, and uh, I'm sure it will bless you in Jesus' name. So I'm going to talk to you about the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. 
These are categorized by Brother Clindens and also others as the thinking gifts. They will help you think like God. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. Okay, then you have then the uh, gift of faith, gifts of healing, and the working of miracles. These help you act like God. Uh, Brother Stone King also teaches uh, uh, the gifts of the Spirit in this manner. So faith, working of miracles, and uh, gifts of healing help you act like God. And then lastly, you have prophecy, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. It is said that these help you talk like God. So that's how they are traditionally by gifts of the Spirit teachers are grouped, and that's how I'm going to do it in this series. The Word of Wisdom. I define the Word of Wisdom as a spiritual revelation of God's divine course of action. A spiritual revelation of God's divine course of action. And you notice here it's just a Word of Wisdom. And I've observed this just in my own personal experiences that the word of wisdom, it's not a paragraph. It's not a big, long ballad. It's usually just a word. It's a short message. One word, two words, three words, four words. That's all it really is. There's some Bible examples of this that uh, can help shed some light on this. You have in the Old Testament. And by the way, the gifts of the Spirit operate in the Old Testament. They certainly do. In Second Kings chapter 3, the, uh, the armies of Israel... Uh, were up against their enemies, and then they didn't know what to do. And the king asked Elisha to give them a word. And Elisha uh, has a musician come and plays, and the spirit of prophecy comes over him. And Elisha simply says, dig ditches. Dig ditches. Okay, That really wasn't knowledge. That wasn't the working of miracles. That was simply an act of wisdom. It was a wise thing to do to dig ditches. And when that happened, water filled the, uh, the, uh, the water filled the ditches. And the next morning, the enemy looked out and saw the ditches full of water and the angle of the sunlight, it looked like blood. And the enemies of Israel thought that Israel had, uh, betrayed one another, killed one another. And so the enemies came after Israel and Israel, of course, was fine. It was just an illusion. And Israel through the word of prophecy came and ambushed their enemies and they won the battle. So the, the word of wisdom helped them win that great battle, that great war there in 2 Kings chapter 3. You have in John chapter number 21, Jesus wisely tells his disciples to cast the net on the other side. It was, it was wisdom. And uh, I, th I think, uh, <laughs> you know, that any normal fisherman would think that, you know, if you're not catching fish in one spot, simply cast your bait on the other side. Well, they'd been doing that. They'd been fishing all night. But in that moment, in that instant, Wisdom spoke. Wisdom spoke. And Jesus says, cast your net on the other side. So it's a revelation, a supernatural spiritual revelation of God's divine course of action. Acts chapter 13, the prophets and teachers of Antioch prayed, fasted. The word of wisdom moved upon them and they wisely separated and sent out Paul and Barnabas. So those are acts of the word of wisdom. It's just God simply giving a slight impression upon your mind at what should supernaturally be done, what act should be done, which direction should we go, where something should be put, where something should not be put. Should you move forward or should you move backwards? It's God's divine course of action. Okay. Secondly, the word of knowledge. I define this as a spiritual revelation of God's intelligence of things that are or things that have been. 
a spiritual revelation of God's intelligence of things that are or things that have been. You look in the Old Testament in 1 Samuel chapter 9, Saul came to uh, Samuel to find his father's lost donkeys. Well, Samuel supernaturally knew that the donkeys had been found. It wasn't like Samuel had uh, spies throughout the land or watchers throughout the land. He supernaturally knew through the Spirit of God had God's intelligence where the donkeys were. See, God knows everything. If you've lost something, God knows where it is. Uh, God knows the future. God knows the past. He knows the present. He knows everything. There is nothing hidden in his sight, the Bible says. And so God at that moment shared a little bit of his knowledge with Samuel and Samuel the prophet then shared that with Saul, a powerful holy moment. You then take a look in John chapter 4. Jesus, through the word of knowledge, supernaturally knew that the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, had five husbands. He did not know this woman. He did not know anybody in that city. Jesus had no dealings with the Samaritans. The Jews, uh, uh, there, were, there was a segregation wall between them. Jesus had no dealings with them. But through uh, not even knowing this woman, God knowing all things, he knew supernaturally that she had five husbands and the woman or the man that she was currently with was not her husband. It's the word of knowledge. Matthew chapter 16, the word of knowledge came to Peter when Jesus asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? The word of knowledge came to Peter that he was the Christ, the son of the living God. It is just simply a word of of knowledge. It's just a word. I'll give you an example. Uh, it's been a while ago, 10, 11, 12 years ago, I was talking with a man in our church after the altar call, which is usually where the gifts of the spirit move quite often in the altar call. And usually not so much during the altar call, but often right after it, because God never leaves the altar. He's there lingering, still waiting to minister while others are leaving. Uh, God is there. You want to get an extra blessing after the altar call is dismissed, stay at the altar and pray. I promise you, God will touch you. He'll speak to you. There's just something about staying a little extra longer after that altar call God will minister. And so I was talking to this brother in our church, and he was talking to me about wanting to buy a new car for the family. He said, yeah, we're thinking about getting a new car for the family. The phrase came into my mind, white minivan. White minivan. And... You know, let me, t let me tell you something about the voice of God. Yes, the, the voice of God speaks audibly, but also God speaks through audible thought. That's how God usually speaks to me. It's audible thought. Try this right now in your brain. Say your name in your brain without speaking it with your mouth. Say it with your thoughts. Okay, you hear your voice. You just spoke in the audible thought of your mind. Imagine that happening, but it doesn't come from you. It comes from nowhere. It comes from nowhere. Through a lot of experiences in this, I have learned to decipher the, decipher the voice of God, the audible thought of God, and that's what happened there in that instant. Uh, we talked to, uh, with uh, evangelist Bobby Wade about this. It happens to him. It happens to others. I call it the audible thought of God, the audible thought of the voice of God. So uh, that's what happened to me. The audible thought of God came to me, white minivan. And so I, I said to this brother, were you guys looking at a white minivan? And he looked at me and his eyes got big and he said, yes. How did you know? And I said, I didn't. God knew. And I said, God has had his eyes on that vehicle for you all. 
and the Lord's going to give you a great deal on it, and it's going to be a blessing to your family. So the next day, they went out and bought the white minivan, and it was a great purchase, a great vehicle for them. So just in that moment, God helped this brother make a decision. He opened up his life to me. He was trusting in God, believing in God, looking for a you know a help to, to make a decision. I didn't know what he was looking at. I didn't know what he wanted to buy. But God knew, and God uh, gave me a little bit of insight into that. And you notice this, I didn't clamp down on his head, and I didn't say, Thus saith the Lord, uh, the Lord shall bringeth thee unto the car lotteth, and thou shalt buyeth a white many vaneth. It shall be thy chariot to go forth and trample upon thine enemies. So I didn't get weird with it. I simply, through conversation, let the spiritual aspect of, uh, of these things, the supernatural, flow through the natural. Talking is normal. Talking is natural. And letting the gifts of the Spirit flow that way, it will be easily received. It'll be easily received. And it was. And it worked out terrific. Moving on to the discerning of spirits. Oh, my Lord, do we need that nowadays? Discerning of spirits is a part of the, the group that uh, gifts of the Spirit teachers group in the thinking gifts. And I think it's, it is a thinking gift. It's certainly not really acting. It's not really speaking. It's, it's the revelation into your mind, into your spirit. I define the discerning of spirits as a spiritual understanding, inside perception of the motive of a spirit. It's the motive of a spirit. That's how also Brother Cole defined it. It's knowing the motive of a spirit. Spiritual understanding, inside perception of the motive of a spirit. First Kings chapter 22, Micaiah discerned that the lying spirits, there were lying spirits inside of the prophets of Ahab. All of the prophets of Ahab lined up and told him, go to war, you'll be victorious. Go to war, you will be victorious. But Micaiah, the true prophet of the living God, said, uh-uh, they're lying. It's all lying devils. I had a vision of heaven. I had a vision of these spirits coming down and lying to these prophets to deceive you. So it, Micaiah discerned it. He discerned it. It was a spiritual revelation. It gave him understanding, insight, and perception to the motive of these spirits was to lie to, to the king Ahab. Matthew chapter 17 Jesus discerned the kind of spirit that had possessed the epileptic boy. The parents didn't understand it. The apostles didn't understand it. You know, it's, it's one thing to be able to cast out a devil, but it's even deeper to know what kind of devil it is. What kind of devil it is. Jesus discerned what kind of spirit that it was. And then you have Acts chapter 16. Uh, a, little, uh, a, a little girl, a slave girl, was following the apostle saying amazing things about him, that he was a man of God, a man of the great God. And like uh, Paul taught here in 1 Corinthians 12, and in that instant, the devil cannot proclaim that Jesus is Lord. The devil cannot do that because it's hypocrisy. The devil has fallen. The devil is cursed. The devil is no longer uh, uh, an heir of God, no longer uh, in the in the order of God or in the house of God. They've been cast down, cast out, so they're not allowed to, to speak. Uh, praise is unto God, and I think it goes that way also for humanity. Only until you uh, have the Spirit and the Spirit of truth with you and you are a follower of the Lord can you proclaim him to be God. So this angered Paul. It disturbed him in his spirit, and he turned around to that, to that slave girl and commanded that spirit of divination uh, to come out of her. She was a, a witch. <laughs> if you don't think children can uh, get demon-possessed through witchcraft, think again. 
Uh, parents, be careful what you let your children watch and read. The devils possessed little children back then. Uh, they can possess them now, so watch out for that stuff. So uh, on the surface, this little girl looked fine. She looked like a, a follower of the Lord, a follower of Paul. But Paul knew through the discerning of spirits that she was an evil person. She had an evil spirit inside of her, and he cast the devils out of her. So there you have it. Those are the three gifts of the Spirit that happen in your mind. They happen in your mind. God reveals things in the mind through the word of wisdom. It's a spiritual revelation of God's divine course of action. The word of knowledge, it's a spiritual revelation of God's intelligence of things that are or things that have been, and then you have discerning of spirits. This is spiritual understanding, insight, and perception of the motive of a spirit. So we're going to continue this series in the next couple weeks. I think this is a good place to start, and uh, we'll be sharing uh, also more experiences about this. We'll also talk about how you get these gifts, how they are imparted unto you. But I, I want to leave you with this, the main idea if you are praying and little thoughts start coming to your mind from nowhere and you know it's not you, you should know what your own voice sounds like. You should know by now what your own thoughts sound like. If you have doubts, was this God or not? It probably wasn't. It probably wasn't. But when you have that clarity and that peace of mind, like perfect intelligence come to you, know this, that it is God. Gifts of the Spirit don't really work and move like we teach somebody, you know, how to pray. We teach somebody how to pray. You learn how to pray. We teach somebody about um, the, the principles of holiness. We teach somebody how to obey the full gospel. These things are taught. But the gifts of the Spirit are not that way. We, we can give examples. We can kind of show uh, what to do, what not to do. But really to receive it, really to have it, it comes through impartation. It comes only through impartation. It cannot be uh, taught and acquired through education. It has to be imparted through the laying on of hands, through uh, the Spirit itself. But to helping you identify what this is, I think that's what we're trying to do here. So look for those uh, gentle impressions upon your mind, especially the discerning of spirits nowadays. I'm telling you right now, not Everything is as it seems. On the surface right now, there is a lot of uh, deception in the world. It's always been there. And we need apostolic men and women to be able to look behind all of that and discern the motive of a spirit. The motive of a spirit. Is something of God? Is it of the devil? Or is it of men? And what is it seeking to do? What is it ultimately seeking to do? Not everything is as it seems. Uh, parents, let the Lord give you discernment of spirits differently when it comes to who your children are dating. Mm -hmm. Not everything is as it seems. May you have revelation of these things. Pastors, maybe you have somebody that is really motivated to be used in ministry and they're really pulling on your coattail. May the Lord give you discernment of spirits. Is this really of God or is it just simply their own selfish ambition to be seen of men, which is forbidden in the Bible, and that is hypocrisy. Uh, you got to do this sometimes, even with uh, prophecy. When people start to prophesy, a lot of times it is to be seen of men. <laughs> it is all to be seen of men, and it is not of God. Discerning of spirit is the judgment aspects 
of the gifts of the Spirit, to know the motive of what is behind everything there. My Lord, we need the gifts of the Spirit. Church, gifts of the Spirit are powerful. Gifts of the Spirit will take, take us into a new dimension in discipleship. The world wants to know and experience God supernaturally. They want to know and experience God supernaturally, and the gifts of the Spirit operate on a personable level. They operate on a personable level. Back in the early 1990s, when I was a kid, we used to have testimony services. Maybe your church still does that. Most churches don't because we don't know what people are going to say. All right? Fair enough. One of our church mothers stood up and said, I would like to testify of the supernatural power of God's protection upon my son. She said, my son was going to go on a canoe trip, some type of white water rafting excursion. And her son was, was an excellent swimmer, excellent with boats, excellent with all of that, very trained. But as she was praying, she felt the Lord speak to her and say, warn your son, do not go. You better tell him, do not go. So she called up her son, and uh, he uh, was away from the Lord, backslidden. And she said to her son, I've been praying for you. And God says, don't you go on that trip. It's dangerous. Don't you go. And he's like, Mom, I've been planning this trip for months. I want to go. And she said, no, I have a bad feeling about this, and you need to trust me on this. Don't you go. You need to cancel everything. Don't you go with those people on that trip. He said, Mom, I really want to go. It's going to be fun. I've done this before. I'm going to have a good time. She says, I'm telling you right now, if you go on that trip, I don't know what it is. There is danger ahead. He finally said, okay, Mom, I agree with you. I will not go. I will not go. Thank you. Well, his friends went on the trip. Sadly, all of them perished. All of them died in a horrible boating accident. <laughs> that was... The word of wisdom flowing and operating in that moment. She didn't know what was going to happen, but she wisely knew, don't go. And that dear mother is still alive in our church today, one of our charter members. And her son is alive today. That was the first moment I'd ever heard, bore witness of the word of wisdom happening. Praise God. We need to study the gifts of the Spirit. The Bible doesn't say, do not be ignorant of the gifts of the Spirit. We need to be smart about it. We need to be educated about it. As Brother Doug Clinton says, observation precedes revelation. You need to observe the gifts of the Spirit, and they're operating a lot of times more than we even think or know. And I hope today that this message has helped you identify these things. Keep praying. Keep reading the Word fast, be observant, be encouraged, and may the word of the Lord come to you in the thought of your mind. I'm Justin Gleason, and I approve of everything that I just taught. We'll talk with you next week. I love you. God bless. Be natural with the supernatural. Stop acting weird. <laughs> <laughs>